It is the Colby Daniels Podcast, episode 11. What's going on, everyone? Hope you had a great weekend. Sports are back, baby. I geeked out hard on baseball, basketball, UFC over the last several days. What a great weekend it was. The Oklahoma City Thunder with a couple scrimmages against both the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm excited for this NBA season to get started again. I'm excited to see what it's going to look like in this eight-game stretch. These guys all doing this in the same place, seeing each other after games, nobody going in their own directions. And like I think that adds an element of this that is going to bring out the best. Or at least maybe that's just my optimistic hope that the bubble situation is going to bring out the best in terms of competitive nature and these guys, you know, seeing each other and being around each other every day and, you know, wanting to be the alpha dog, so to speak. It was good to watch the Thunder in action. Like a lot of games in the regular season, I think there were people that found themselves watching the Thunder down by 21 late in the third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever point in time that was, and finding something else to do, changing the channel, whatever it may be. And next thing you know, the comeback is on and the Thunder pull out a preseason win. And look, at the end of the day, wins, losses in the preseason are completely meaningless. But when you've been without any sort of athletic competition for such a long period of time, take what you can get. So it was enjoyable to watch for me. And I thought there were some takeaways as well. Steven Adams looks as good physically as we've seen in a long time, maybe ever. I mean, he looks fantastic physically. He's quick. He's light on his feet. He's not laboring to get up and down the floor. Um, he looks strong. He looks great. I'm excited to see what he does when when these actually matter. But yeah, this time off, I think, was really good for Steven Adams. Um, you know, Shea Gilgis-Alexander continues to impress me, and he's a guy that I think is just, he's such a patient player, and he has such good vision, and I think he just, he reads the game really well. It's fun to watch his confidence continue to grow and to watch him just kind of play the game and allow the game to come to him. I think there are so many young players in this league, especially guys that have the sort of upside that that SGA does, that want to kind of force the issue and, and that want to make that sort of superstar splash. And a lot of that has to do with just being insanely athletic and making these big plays. And the cool thing about SGA is he's not reliant on that. I think he's much more calculated in the way that he plays and again, I think he has a big future. I think the upside for him is enormous, but it's it's really cool to see a guy that plays that style of basketball, a very patient brand of basketball, uh, continue to grow in the confidence department. And, uh, you know, being around Chris Paul certainly helps with what his future ultimately becomes. So SGA looked good yesterday. Um, I continue to be a fan of what Lou Dort is doing and what he brings to that starting lineup. I think he's the kind of guy that, is perfect to be the fifth starter, to be the fifth guy among that first group. Um, I think he's he's just kind of a tough, scrappy, uh, give you a little bit of everything type of of athlete, and I think he he mixes well with the other bodies that they have in in the first five. So uh, those were the big takeaways. Obviously, the three point shooting was dreadful for for the majority of the game yesterday. That's going to be something that has to get better. It's something that I think we all know is not necessarily a strength of this Thunder team, and it's going to have to be better, especially in the postseason when the game slows down, when the game shrinks, when possessions count for more and you're not able to get some some freebies that you would normally get in the, in the regular season. When defenses really crunch down, the Thunder are going to have to hit those shots. 
especially all those open shots that they missed yesterday. And I wonder how much teams are going to respect their ability to do that. So I'm excited it's back. I'm excited to see what the Thunder look like when this thing really matters. And we are just days away from that being the case. So the NBA is back. The setup is really cool. I like what they've done with the arena and kind of the curtained off look where it just kind of feels like a very intimate courtside seat that you have. It's like you're inside this little space and you're the only one there. Like it's it's just a really cool setup. And I think visually it looks really good for these NBA games, including the hockey style scores table. I applaud what the NBA has done to put this thing together. I, I applaud the bubble idea and the fact that it, at least to this point, seems to be going better than, obviously, Major League Baseball with all the positive tests with the Miami Marlins. Uh, it looks like Major League Baseball is going to continue to roll on, though. Uh, but yeah, the NBA is doing everything they can to make this thing work, and, and so far, it seems like uh, their, their blueprint is maybe the way to go. All right, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast, tell your friends about the podcast. All of that helps tremendously. Don't be afraid to give me a shout out at Colby underscore Daniels on Twitter, Colby.Daniels on Instagram. Today's guest, he is the not not producer, Seth Tian on the Colby Daniels podcast. Seth, what's going on, man? Hey, buddy. How's it going? It was an amazing weekend sitting in front of the television screens watching. Well, I watched a little bit of everything. Baseball, basketball, UFC, all weekend long. A lot of baseball, though. I mean, you're, you're kind of in the same camp as me as far as opening day being like a national holiday. So, uh, you know, between Thursday night and then all day Friday, I was completely geeked on baseball. And it was just a – it was an awesome weekend. And then Monday happened. And then the <laughs> Monday Marlins show up to try and derail us. You knew this was going to happen. Like, there was going to be an outbreak early on, and we were going to have to figure out – like the way that Major League Baseball was going to approach this when it did happen. I didn't necessarily think it would take the first series being over and then boom, but here we are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that plan lasted all about five minutes. <laughs> and of course, the last place Marlins <laughs> to ruin it for everybody. I was uh, I was talking to um, my buddy on, on the Shots You Take podcast this morning, and I asked him, and, and you could probably do this, but how many Miami Marlin players can you name? A few. Yeah. Henry, Henry Rodriguez. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, Isan Diaz. Uh, Dickerson. Is it Dickerson? Dickinson. Corey, Corey Dickinson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Dickerson. Yeah, I think it's Dickerson. Uh, Corey Dickerson, I think. Yeah. Let's see. Sandy Alcantara. Um... Man, maybe not as many as I thought. Pablo Lopez is he still there? <clears throat> I think so. Pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, the point of that is though, yeah. nobody right. that's not a baseball geek is going to know who any of those people we just named are. Yeah, of course. You know, in fantasy, I was even thinking this morning. I was like, well, maybe they're you know they're going to get some prospect up there. Yeah. That they normally wouldn't. Right. But I was like, I can't even think of any. Prospect. I know. For the Marlins, you know, that's worth anything. T- I had Caleb Smith last year, who's a pretty good pitcher mm-hmm. on my fantasy team from the Marlins. But other than that, Alcantara is kind of hit and miss. But like, would anybody really miss the Marlins if Major League Baseball just said, "Okay, you're you're just taking two weeks off"? 
No, but I mean, because <laughs> we're we're at fourteen guys right now that that have tested positive. Know, dude. Like, what do they do here? I mean, how are you, you're already at a sixty game season. What are you going to do? Like, have double headers every other day? You know, I mean, I don't know. Dude. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. Is think there a Vegas go bet out there? <laughs> is there what? About, is there a Vegas bet out there that? If the season shut down, there has to be. There has to be betting odds for how long it lasts, or if it goes the whole way. Yeah, I would probably take that bet. I, I, it, it could go the whole way. I just think there's like some kind of pause. Yeah, coming because like you got to think because now uh, it was Philly versus Miami. Well, so Miami Baltimore's club or shut down, right? Or canceled, and now you've got. New York Yankees in Philly that's canceled because they're playing where the Marlins, the Yankees would be in the Marlins dugout, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I think they're already talking about canceling tomorrow's Philly Yankees game as well. Man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I think they're going to roll on. I, I think that this, if this is as bad as it gets, mm-hmm. I don't think this is enough to shut down the season. I think they're going to roll on. If it and continues the, to grow from here, though, I think that's where it becomes a catastrophe and they're forced to to make some moves. But I 100% believe that there is no way that Major, Major League Baseball across the board is going to shut down the entire sport for the sake of one team being able to play all 60 games. Like, if, if the Miami Marlins have to play 56 games this season instead of 60, like, I think that's just... They're just going to do that, and that's just going to be the way that it is. There's no good way to do this. I mean, we are talking about extraordinary circumstances with what's happening in the world, and I don't think they're just going to be like, we're not going to do this for the sake of everybody playing the same amount of games or feeling like if the Marlins don't play the same amount of games as everybody else, then we're all getting cheated. I would rather the Marlins play three or four less games if it means baseball continues and we're still able to get a season in. So... I know there are a lot of people that that want to play the fair card and say, well, it's not fair if they play five less games or if they play six less games or if this happens to somebody else in two weeks and they have to sit out an entire series. Like, I don't think baseball is just going to shut things down for the sake of one team having to miss a few games. I just don't think they're going to do it unless it becomes multiple teams in that scenario. So I know this is kind of a, a hit to Major League Baseball and it kind of feels like there could be trouble on the horizon. But the more I think about it, the more I think it's a, it's a possibility that we just see some teams not make it to 60 regular season games played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think just what you said, I think it's going to take multiple teams. And unfortunately, I think you could possibly see that, um, you know, just started with Miami. But, you know, yeah. that's why we have a 60-player player pool. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, and look, maybe that, that's also know, why they, they – uh, made the playoffs 16 teams, right? The the playoff pool has grown by more than double. I mean, I love watching baseball, but this year's screwed. You know? Oh, it's, it's crazy. Just, yeah. It's Did just you want, bananas. I stayed up. I Was it Friday night? I stayed up till about 1230 in the morning because I was watching the Angels-A's game. Yeah, I, I watched like, that one. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like tied, and I was like, okay, I really want to watch this to see how the extra innings works. Yeah. You know, I was like, I've got to see how this works with a with a guy. You know, starting off on second. And didn't the guy get thrown out at third almost immediately? Like the first. Yeah, Otani. Yeah, yeah. He's he's running like there's a base hit in the infield, and he immediately gets thrown out at third. 
I thought that was kind of poetic yeah. to start like that whole a guy on second up. thing. Yeah, and then yesterday he was pitching and couldn't get a single out Ooh. in like thirty pitches. That's he's not brutal. out. <laughs> That's brutal. I really hope he turns it around because I think everybody in baseball had such high hopes for what he could be, you know, both as a hitter and a pitcher. Did he win rookie of the year? Was it him? I thought it was. Or was it, um, or was it Glaber? Was it Torres? I can't remember right off. I'm looking it up. He did. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, he did. I couldn't remember. 2018. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I mean, the dude's exciting, man. I, I he yeah. was he was a phenom pitching that that season and obviously we know what he can do with the bat, so um I you know, hope he he regains his form, but I don't know. Uh how about this from Buster Olney right now on Twitter? If MLB if MLB continues to try to move forward with games, and that is the expectation a lot of teams have, they shouldn't worry about the integrity of a 60-game schedule. If some teams play 55 games, others 59 or 60, they they just go by winning percentage. This happened after the 1981 strike. There you go, winning percentage. So That's interesting. Yeah, so maybe there are situations like we're seeing right now where teams are just going to oh. miss series. And... Who's 3-0 and right now? <laughs> Is is that a, is that a scenario where like you're going to Yankee Stadium and the Yankees are hot and you're like you know what we're just gonna take our 0 for three here we're just gonna take our yeah we're just not gonna play them and uh, oh man <laughs> like who is the best best pitching staff in baseball right now um maybe the Rays the Rays with uh, Morton Glass now and um. Snell? Yeah, maybe. Who are you thinking? How about if how about if you're not playing well and you're about to have a three game stretch at Tampa and they're mm-hmm. red hot and your three game stretch is Morton Snell Glass now and you're like, you know what? We're having some COVID issues. <laughs> Instead of going 0 for three, we're just gonna wipe that off the slate and we'll resume next week when we get like Rick Porcello and somebody else did you uh did you pick your winners for each division this year i have i didn't do it officially okay but of course I, the wild the wild card is going to be crazy because how many teams are there now and there are eight five, teams in yeah the, there'll be five yeah. from each each yeah, uh, so league there, yeah so there's five wild card teams and three division winners so eight eight teams a division yeah for league who do you like in the divisions Let's see. Uh, let's start with the. Uh, you want to go AL East? Yeah, let me pull up my uh, divisions here, just so I have it in front of me. AL East for me was uh, New York. Okay. Um, I don't think it's close, honestly. Let's see here. Rays, Jays, O's, and yeah. and Red Sox. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I have to go Yankees there. Central for me, Indians. Although I know a lot of people are high on the White Sox and the young talent that they're bringing up, but I just don't think they're quite on on Cleveland's level. What about the Twins? I like the Twins a lot too. I their pitching is the Did only they thing win the that. Last year? Yeah. Man, I don't know the White Sox are. Hmm. 
Okay. I'm going to go Twins in the Central. All right, I'm going Indians. But I, I think the Twins are maybe my top wild card team. Okay. And then in the West... Uh, I'm going to go Oakland. Really? I am. It's hard. Nobody's even close to being as talented as the Astros, so it's hard for me to pick against the Astros because they're just... But are they really? Are they that talented? <laughs> well... <laughs> Do we really know? We, no, you're, you're right. We don't really know if that is, in fact, the case. But and no Verlander for a while. Well, yeah, but I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have made that pick... I mean, my pick preseason would have been the Astros is what I'm saying. I don't know, man. I I really kind of like the A's. If you you allow me to change it without Verlander now, then yeah, I would say that there's a really good chance the A's could win that. But my preseason pick before the season was the Astros. They're by far the most talented team. Okay. Okay. NL NL East. (sighs) Miami. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have to go to the Braves. Yeah, Braves for me as well. The, I I, lo- I still love the Nats uh, rotation, but I just kind of felt like they lost so much in that lineup, and and not just like production, which you know Rendon was arguably, um, you know top three or four players in in the National League last year, but I mean a guy like Ryan Zimmerman, for example, that was just kind of like a glue guy there. What about Central? You know who I'm picking in the central. Are you really? Yeah. I'm not going against them. <sighs> Give me... Although I will say this, the Reds look pretty good. The Reds pitching staff is sneaky good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like no, it's... I mean, I just, I just go with the car. I mean, you know, obviously I paid a lot of attention to them. I just, I can't, I can't bet against them when they're decent. All right, I'm. I'm. Uh, well, I think they're going to have the rookie of the year too. And your boy uh, Dylan Carlson. I think he'll win rookie of the year. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Cubbies. Okay. It's the Brewers. Just seem like they're they look completely different on paper, like than they did a year ago. Mm-hmm. You lose like Mustakis and Grandall, and a lot of the protection around Yelich true and then I think everybody's picking the Dodgers in the West right uh, that's my that's my vote is there anybody that you even think contends with them maybe the Padres yeah I don't think they have the pitching though like that I like the Padres lineup but <clears throat> I don't think they have the arms to hang with the Dodgers no and they don't I mean they don't even have the bats to hang with the Dodgers but there's you know no yeah you said maybe <laughs> yeah that's that's true it's a big maybe but I I mean the Padres man they're, they're young you know they got I think they're gonna be you know they, maybe kind of like an Astros team yeah you know about three or four years before they won the World Series yeah I could see that being the Padres yeah my uh my my World Series prediction was Dodgers over Yankees yeah, I and think the dog. I would love get... to be wrong about the American League. <laughs> right. I yeah. I mean, that's kind of the consensus, right? That's what I, every, everything. I I've seen a few people picking the Rays as champions. Yeah. Some sports writers, but yeah, the majority it's Yankees, Dodgers, and one of those teams winning. I just 
I don't know, man. That Dodgers lineup's brutal. Look at, I mean, look at the Yankees lineup and the Dodgers lineup, and imagine what a series between those two look looks like. Yeah, let's only look at it. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's unreal. I mean, just dudes everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I gosh, <clears throat> I mean, you got Judge and Stanton and Bellinger and Betts. Which three yeah. or four of those guys have won MVP, what, the last three years? Yeah. Because when Bellinger won last year, right? Bellinger won last year. Yelich won the year won before. Wasn't it Betts and Stanton the year before? Betts won it in the American League the year before. And then and didn't, and Stanton didn't, won it in the National League his last year in Miami. When was he that hit. 2017? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, 2017. Yeah. I saw him play like his last game in the Marlins. I mean, think about how many All-Stars there are. I mean, not just MVP players, but Gary Sanchez is an All-Star. LeMahieu won the batting title. He's an All-Star. Glaber Torres is an All-Star. Cole. (laughs) Uh, Cole. What's What's the rest of the rotation look like? I'm blinking. Paxton. Severino's still out. Yeah, Paxton, Loizaga. Um, Loizaga. Yeah, they're nasty. And then the Dodgers, I mean, Muncie is an all-star. Corey Seager's probably he past that, but he could be. Uh, Justin yeah. Turner could be. A.J. Pollock could be. <laughs> Kike Hernandez at K- this point. Kike Hernandez <laughs> right now is. <laughs> God, he's on fire. Yeah. He's still sitting out there in fantasy leagues, too. You haven't, just, you haven't come down yet? to earth, though. <laughs> <clears throat> no. <clears throat> no, and he's one of those guys that – he could be one of those guys where I'm just like, he's coming back down to earth and he doesn't. I noticed uh, you dropped Verlander in the fantasy league. Did you put in a claim for him? I'm thinking about it. Okay, here's the thing. I'm Normally, I'd be pretty ticked off about it because here – okay, here's what happened. I'm watching a game yesterday and I'm on my phone and I get like four notifications from ESPN, MLB.com, Roto World, yeah. NBC, Verlander out for the year. <laughs> and I'm right. like sitting there with my phone in, the ha- in my hand and I'm like, well, there's no even point putting him on. I like, I don't know when they're going to put him on IR. Like, yeah. I need I need guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you need a roster so spot. So I drop him. As soon as I drop him, <laughs> I get a notification that says, like, it might be, like, more like two weeks. Oh, you know? So Berlin. brutal. And I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? So brutal. Because I know, because I remember what was it like four or five years ago? I dropped Verlander after a bad game, and you picked him up, and he, then he won the Cy Young. You yeah, know, but. yeah, <clears throat> that was that year that everybody thought he was washed up. Yeah, exactly, and he wasn't. But yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? I'm looking at it. I'm like, I've dropped him, and literally like a minute after I drop him, like they're like, oh, that report's not accurate. Well, he he came out and made a statement that it wasn't accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, what in the man screw you sports writers like but like <clears throat> here's the thing man like i don't really if somebody else gets him they get him but yeah he, he may come back he may not right you know like they said they would reevaluate it after two weeks yeah okay well after two weeks he's been on the shelf 
What if he's not ready to go? Okay, maybe there's another two weeks. Yeah. Then he's not playing for like a month. Right. Then he's got to get back into, you know, he's got to get back into his pitch count. So now what are we looking at? Maybe six weeks? Could be, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I said, it might, you're not, saying it might be more frustrating to own him? No, than... because not, not if you have um, – it depends on how many IL spots you have. Yeah, that's true. But then it depends on how many Miami Marlins you have. <laughs> well, the good thing is I, I feel like I'm a pretty decent talent evaluator in terms of baseball players, and my fantasy baseball team has zero Miami Marlins because I actually want to win. I, I thought about picking one up until the news came out. <laughs> I actually want to win, so no Marlins for me. Who, who did you pick up or want to pick up? I, I didn't. Uh, Dickinson. Dickerson. Dickerson. Dickerson, yeah. I don't even know his name. He was uh he was an all-star with Pittsburgh like two years ago, right? Yeah, wasn't he with the Rays? I think he was with the Rays. That sounds right. Yeah. Corey Dickerson. But, um, yeah, he was with uh let's see, Colorado and then Tampa and then Pittsburgh and then Philly last year mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Okay. And now Miami. Yeah, so I got to pick up a pitcher here, man. Verlander. Yeah, like I said, it just depends on how many IL spots you have in your league. I mean, if you have one or two, I probably wouldn't. Because you know you're going to have other guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are going to be guys that get COVID, for crying out loud. If you got four, maybe. But then again, it's like if Verlander's... If Verlander is, like, on the shelf for six weeks, I could totally... You know, so you maybe use and well, and are you in a keeper league too? Yeah, that's true. You know, because like, if I got four guys that get COVID that I'm thinking about keeping, I got Verlander. Verlander's gone. It, unless you're crazy. in a keeper, and then it, it's that's kind of tough. I don't know if I'd keep Verlander though. I mean, the guy you're is saying he's in the twilight. Player. I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. But yeah, I was like, but you know point being i was like a minute after i dropped the dude <laughs> you know oh no it's only gonna be two weeks dude that's so brutal whatever man <laughs> if i pick him up and he comes back and wins the cy young and, and this is the second time that that's happened <laughs> yeah he won't win the cy young he can't win the cy young with like two weeks of games <laughs> in an eight or nine week season <laughs> yeah no. dude so i want to how badass are the uh, Texas Rangers powder blue uniforms? Have you seen them? I, I, I was like, is that the is that the Royals? <laughs> They're so legit. Yeah, who else has powder blue? The Cardinals and I guess the Royals did, like, right? I, the other day I saw a tweet that, that showed like 10 or 12 teams that have a powder blue option. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> um. Let's see. It was like the your Cardinals have that powder blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Brewers Royal. had one. Obviously, the Royals. Um, Do the Padres or Mariners? I can't remember. Maybe the Mariners. The Phillies. Yeah. Okay. The Phillies. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, the Rays, probably. Yeah, maybe. 
if you call that powder blue. Yeah, I don't know. There was a there was a list of them though. It, Everybody should wear powder blue uniforms this year. Powder blue uniforms are sweet, man. I mean, like this year's so screwed up anyway. It's just, like I said, I just I love having baseball. Have you thought about doing a cutout yet of yourself? Yeah, I want to do one in Oakland because uh, if if the if a foul ball hits your cutout, they mail you the baseball. Did you see the Dodgers game? Uh, Will Smith, the catcher. No, he like nearly took the head off a guy with a home run. Oh, nice. And like, I mean, it just like hit the guy right in the dome, man. And like, uh, I saw it on Twitter and, um, the guy was like, he tweeted at Will Smith, you yeah. know, Hey, can I, can I get the ball or something like that? And Will Smith tweeted back yet. Yeah, yeah. I'll hook you up. That's awesome. Yeah. They needed to, I, I wish every ballpark would do the foul ball thing because I think it's just really cool. It's a, it's a I great idea. It, and it's a way to keep fans like, uh, excited about, you know, it's just an extra way to add some excitement, I guess. But here's the thing. You need to drop the netting if you're going to do that. Right? We're not protecting anybody, so drop the netting. Get rid of the netting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, sure. and let the let the cardboard cutout behind home plate take one to the grill. So what do you think about the cutouts? Do you think it it helps, or is it just kind of... I think it's cool, it yeah. I think it, it adds... No. It looks, uh, to me, visually, it looks better than just empty seats. Yeah, like I was watching the Oakland game the other night, and I saw somebody's German Shepherd. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's great. And even I think at the Dodgers game, they were talking about like maybe doing like a cutout contest. Who had the best cutout? You know? Oh, absolutely! It'd be amazing. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm. To- I'd totally be down to do that. I think. Yeah, I need to look at that when we get off here and see how much how much it is because I've heard anywhere from fifty to two fifty. You know yeah. how much it costs on a cutout. See, that's where the foul ball thing comes into play because if you feel like you're potentially getting something back beyond just having a cut out there, I, it to me, that makes it a little bit more worth it than just like having a cut out that you may never even see. So Oakland is the only one you've heard of that happening? That's the only one I'm aware of. I, there may be others, but that's the only okay. one I'm aware of. Hey, you know, I like the ace this year, you know. <laughs> They're good, man. That's what you should do is figure out, you know, who do you think is going to, you know, be in the playoffs long haul and do a cutout with those teams? <laughs> you know, it's funny because, you know, opening day is kind of this, like, symbol of fresh start for everybody. Everybody has hope that this could be their year. This year, that's, like, really true. 16 teams in the postseason? Like, over the course of 60 games, anything can happen. Yeah, of course. I can't wait to see Facebook or Twitter, you know, after whoever wins it. You know, it's just going to be, oh, it doesn't count, you know, yeah. it's asterisk, you know. I, I know that it's not the same grind in the regular season and more teams are going to get their opportunity in the postseason, but you've got to go win four series. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's, I mean, I read an article the other day that said that could hurt the Yankees and Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, you've got to go win, yeah, an extra series to to get it done. Yeah, and who's who's healthy on your team at that point? right. I mean, that's what I look at. It's like longevity of like who can stay healthy. Yeah. If you can stay healthy, you might have a shot this year. Well, it's just crazy to think about like, say the Dodgers in their first round series, like Bueller gets COVID. Yeah. And then you're without that arm in a short yeah. series. Like, uh-oh. yeah, somebody like the Diamondbacks yeah, or something. Anything could happen. <laughs> it's wild, yeah. man. 
Yeah, it's nuts, man. I don't know. You, you said you're watching basketball too. Uh, I thought I caught some of the Thunder scrimmage on Friday. I and and probably the more fair way to say that is it was on the second screen as I was watching baseball on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yesterday, so we're recording this on Monday. Yesterday, they had their second scrimmage against Philly, and I watched all of that yesterday morning, uh, just to kind of just to get a feel for what the you know the whole NBA setup looks like. It, it's it's actually pretty cool. I you know I didn't know what it was going to look like if they were playing in a giant empty arena, but they've basically like it looks like they're in a tiny gym. They've curtained off like most of the seats and then there's a pretty big space around the court and like aesthetically it looks pretty good yeah and i saw the benches I saw yeah it almost looks to me it almost it, it feels even more intimate i think in in that sort of setting uh versus like just having an empty arena and letting them do their thing like this kind of feels like you have this front row seat to this you know tiny little space that these these world-class players are are competing against each other uh, i also like the the hockey glass press row or scorers table yeah no kidding it's got like it's the like, glass all the way down it. yeah yeah it's, it kind of looks like hockey or something yeah 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 oh hey just got an update uh-oh uh report mlb has no plans to cancel suspend the season there we go it does say it says the marlin situation is bad for a variety of reasons but Major League Baseball is going to do their best to manage. The outbreak moves into another clubhouse, clubhouse, however. It's hard to see how this continues. Yeah. So if it goes into another one, which I could see by the end of the day, <laughs> not to be negative, Nancy, but it's just like, oh, the Phillies. Everybody Are you trying to bring my mood down, Seth? What's up? No, I'm just being real yeah, with no, you. Yeah, I know. It's... <clears throat> Yeah, one team getting it I don't think is going to cause the the engine to stop, but if multiple clubhouses get it and, you know, that's where that's where the spread becomes the biggest concern, right? Cuz like if it's you know, even though it's it's half the roster of one team, if it if it stays just in that locker room and and within that team, there's not a big concern, but when you're getting, you know, half of multiple teams, then I think the the panic of this thing spreading probably, you know, wins out in, in those conversations. Exactly. I finally finished the last dance yesterday. Finally? Yeah. Well, didn't that, didn't that come out like 18 years ago? Well, I cut my cable and everything. Oh during yeah. COVID. Yeah. So, I, so once it was on Netflix, you know, I think that's that a lot of people are just now seeing it because, yeah, uh, that's it was true. On Netflix, you know, and, uh, I cut cable too, but I have ESPN Plus. So oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, through the Disney deal or whatever. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Uh, man, I thought it was, I couldn't. I couldn't stop watching it. Oh, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Great. Uh, can we talk about Jordan's eyes for a second, though? <laughs> <laughs> I've I had. Mean, the, I've already had this conversation, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, like that's what I noticed. I was like, I know. Is he okay? There's something going on there. Is he all right? There were people on the internet that were saying that that could potentially be like a a liver type issue, jaundice or something. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, is Jordan. His eyes don't much? look good though. No, man. They, I mean, they're yellow. Yeah. 
I, I mean, mean if that is from drinking, I mean that that that's a hell of an ad. If you want to get if you want to prevent people from drinking too much. Yeah. I mean, it could be from other things too, but I mean, you know, it's just like that's just my first reaction was like, dude, what's up with Jordan's eyes? Yeah, dude? his eyes look bad. I mean, man, I'd forgotten so much of all that stuff though. Yeah. Cause I remember me and you like watching that stuff every summer. You know, it was just like that's just what we did. We watched the Bulls, you know, and I had forgot. I guess I had forgot too about the Pistons too. You know, him oh, trying yeah. to get past them, you right. know, for a while. Because I think once I got into basketball, I think I remember watching the Portland Trailblazers. So their second championship. Yeah. I don't remember their first one playing the Lakers. You know? <clears throat> I remember it, but I don't think I was old enough to really like appreciate it. And and honestly, I don't I maybe the Suns finals was the first year that I felt like I like really watched and and kind of understood it in a in a more, I guess not grown-up way, but just like you digest it better mm-hmm. or I don't know, I don't know the best way to to explain so the, that. The Suns the Suns was th- the third championship, right? Yeah, yeah, the third title. Who was the fourth? Uh, it was the Jazz the Jazz were or yeah. Seattle and then the Jazz were. I don't remember the Seattle series that that well. I, I remember the Suns one real well. Yeah. The Barkley, and I remember the Trailblazers one. Of course, I'm thinking maybe we started getting into boozing and chasing women around that time. <laughs> <laughs> during the summer. It's like ah, oh, Jordan's on. I've already seen him play win like three times. Like, right. If it correlates right around the time you're like 16, 17, then yeah, there's probably yeah. like a dark a dark place in your sports memory have you yeah and uh i mean just in my my personal life like from that age like 17 to like man 28 i didn't watch a lot of sports you know like i mean i mean i watched college football yeah you know what i'm saying because that's just kind of what everybody did on saturdays but as far as like baseball I mean, I watched the World Series, but like baseball and basketball and, and, and everything like that, it's like I took a lot of time off, you know? I think that's made it just the period we're just trying to get our lives together. Yeah, and, well, and and you're also experiencing, you know, all these new things for the first time, and you're out on your own for the first time, you know, at, at you know right after you 18, 19, 20. Like probably those the 18, 19, 20, 21 for me, probably that like four year stretch is probably the least amount I've I've watched sports. Now I still watch like all the big stuff, but I didn't I didn't sit in front of the television every Sunday to watch the NFL all day. Um I I didn't watch basketball every day until like the postseason. I didn't watch baseball every day until the postseason. Um you know, because just like it's a whole new world. <laughs> Well, and, and I think so you got me into like, of course, we played fantasy sports growing up, but like you got me back into it probably like 11 or 12 years ago. Or it was like mid, no, it was probably 2009, like 2009 was the first year I played fantasy football. Was it really? Yeah. So it's been about that. I mean, I've watched the NFL pretty religiously since then. Once you started putting money into it and gave me something else to like kind of get excited for. Yeah that's when I started kind of getting into it more was, uh, <laughs> and then your spreadsheets. Oh dude. Yeah. I got bad into fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I won like, I mean, this isn't that much, but I think I won like fifteen hundred bucks last year off fantasy football. Oh shit! How many yeah. leagues did you play? Five, and I won four. Yeah. Does does I've never played in that many because for me it's hard to get excited if I have that many teams and like I need to have a rooting interest for it to be fun for me. Right. And if I have if I have too many teams and it's like I want Amari Cooper to score in this league, but it's going to fucking make me lose in this other league, then like that's where it just becomes too cluttered and it it yeah. takes away the I, well, I imagine for me it would take away a lot of the 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 excitement. Yeah, and I think and I think I cut that down from about 10 leagues last year. <laughs> I was so that's cut 10, in half. Yeah, I was playing about 10 and then I was like no, I need. I'm cutting this in half because because just what you said. I was like, I can't. I can't even keep track of all these guys. Yeah, you know. And of course, a lot of my teams look the same. You know, with waivers and stuff. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, man. It's but so I started getting back into it because of fantasy sports. What? Then, uh, what's the work? I guess it's not really the best way to ask it. Um. Let me. I'll just make a statement. You can. You can tell me whether it's true or false. The worst thing in fantasy football is having an average lead going into Monday Night Football, and you're capped, but the other dude still has a player or two. False. It's so brutal. I can't even watch it. Like I can't watch Monday Night Football if that's the scenario, because I can't enjoy the game. False. I'll give you two. Okay. <laughs> So I think I was winning by one, I think. Yeah, I was winning by like one. And uh, it was a Giants, New York Giants game uh, when Ahmad Brad, is it Ahmad Bradshaw? Was mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah, he was having a killer game. And dude, I think he's playing Dallas. And he like, I mean, is untouched, heading towards the end zone. And he like looks up at the giant screen over his shoulder. And as he's looking up, he loses the football. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was Monday night football. It was either Sunday or Monday night football and dude loses the football. And it's a fumble, which a fumble is negative points. So I think I ended up losing by one. Oh, I should have won, yeah. won by like five or six. Yeah. And then, um, I, I had a, I had a week where I had same deal. I had a one-point lead going into whether – I don't remember if it was Sunday night or Monday night. And I want to say my quarterback was Donovan McNabb, but I could be wrong. Anyway, I'm up by one, and I sh- like I should have just benched my quarterback, but nobody thinks that a quarterback's going to do worse than you know one point. Right. So I didn't bench him. I'm up by one. The other dude is done, and – like sometime in the first quarter, he hadn't scored any points. He gets sacked on a play, fumbles the ball, gets injured, mm-hmm. and doesn't come back in the game. And so he leaves with a negative two, and I lose by a point. God, man! And I should, and, oh. and I was up, and the other dude was done. Like if I had just put him on my bench and not started a quarterback that week, I win. Do you remember the game where Michael Vick just like? He, I, it was against the Redskins, and I think it was Monday Night Football. And the dude just went off. I mean, for he Atlanta had a or Philly? Philly. 
I want to say he had like three touchdown passes, maybe like two or three rushing TDs. I mean, it was like one of the all-time yeah. best quarterback fantasy, you know, ever. And uh, I think I was going up against my dad. <laughs> and like Vic gets me like 60-something points, right? But I've got the Philly defense. And so because they were just blown out the Redskins, the defense just kind of gave up. And I think the last play of the game, they just it was a pick six or something with the backup Philly QB. QB or something. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, let the Redskins guy run to the end zone. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were just like, That's they had brutal. mailed the game in and I ended up losing. That's brutal. Those are the two that I remember. The Amon yeah. Bradshaw and then the Philly defense. Yeah. I it, it just ruins football for me on that final Monday night or Sunday night, whatever the scenario is, if I'm done and the other team like is has one or two guys left and they're climbing cuz like the anxiety of watching every play like knowing like fuck there's 30 more yards he's like cut the deficit to 6 like that anxiety for 3 hours it just it drives me insane i can't do it it, it i know man it i have, does. To, I have to like quit watching it like i can i can watch rooting for my guys but it's so hard for me to watch a game when the other team is like just slowly creeping up on you and you can do nothing about it. You don't have any dudes going. You don't have any any other games with your players to watch to take your mind off it. Like, it's excruciating. Right. Exactly. But, I mean, yeah, I've had anxiety attacks, depression over fantasy sports. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, fantasy football happens kind of in that dreary weather anyway where, like, seasonal depression comes on and then you lose... Like I would rather get blown out. Yes. Early. Yeah. Early Sunday. Yeah. Like I have all my guys play before noon and get blown out and have a tight game going into Monday night. <laughs> and then you have three days where you're just like hung over from the loss. Yeah. Fantasy yeah. football like loss hangovers are very real. They are. It it takes so long and you have to just sleep on that and eat that for an entire week. <laughs> Till you get to play again. Have you bought any cards lately? Um, yeah, I bought a few. It's funny because, so I bought a few on eBay, basically like investment type cards that I feel like are going to be worth something, and then, uh, so it's it's kind of that scenario. So I've I've had a few coming in via the mail. So the new fun thing is Carter goes to check the mail with me. And dude, I'm not even kidding you. Like, he loves getting cards in the mail. Like, he gets so excited. So we every day now for the last like two weeks, we go to the mailbox to see if anything has come in. And every time that there's an envelope, you know, that I know is a card, like I give it to him, and he just like goes bananas. It's hilarious. That's awesome, man. That's I need so to. Cool. I need to like ship a bunch of my old baseball cards to like my parents or something. And just have them like periodically like mail him cards because he like he loves it that like it, he loves it that much. It's crazy. Or just drop drop something, put something in an envelope and drop it in your own mailbox. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, make yeah. up some fictitious pseudonym. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the card fairy. You know, yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, the card fairy came today. You know, Carter. Right. right. <laughs> Yeah, he, he loves it, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. He'll, like, yeah. we'll go check the mail, 
and we like on the days that there's nothing in there i'm like sorry man no baseball cards today and he's like okay and then like an hour later he's like let's go check the mail it's like i want baseball cards <laughs> i'm like bro we already checked it today like they don't uh they don't just show up every hour like it's a he doesn't quite understand that concept that it's a it's a once a day delivery type deal but that's so awesome man yeah it's hilarious i, just, I can't believe the prices of these cards it's just unreal right now it's insane yeah i mean i bought a card one day and then like checked on it two days later i mean and this is like in the last two weeks and it's like going for 50 or 60 more yeah two days later i mean i went to a card show this weekend i was talking to the dealers there and they're like they were having to look up and I, I haven't seen this usually guys have a set price on their cards but they were like looking at their phones like seeing what it last sold on eBay. like real time stock yeah, like, like stock market type time. like real time like yeah that. i've never ever been to a card show where it was like that it was like real time dude yeah I bought the uh, that Jason to me. Is it Jason or Jason? I don't know. Call I say Jason. Jason, but I don't. I mean, yeah, the Dominguez kid for Jason the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. So like, I was like, man, I want to pick up some of him, and uh, I said, how much for this? He goes, well, let's see what it's going for today. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, okay. Yeah, you they know? need like a ticker. They like, do, dude. Like a yeah. Nasdaq. Yeah, but this card show, I mean, I mean, everybody is wearing masks, but I haven't seen a card show with that many people in 25 years. It's just unreal. Yeah. I was blown away, man. I pull up and the parking lot is full. It's crazy because over the last, I don't know, like maybe I'm trying to think when I started buying cards again, probably around 2013-ish, so about the last seven years, uh, I've kind of been on and off with it. And it's mostly been like right around opening day of baseball time. I'll go buy like a box or two just because it's like opening day and you're excited about baseball and just, you know, opening packs. And there's just something like really nostalgic about all that, like together yeah. and that time of the year, like in the spring. So that's when like I every year I've done that. And then throughout the year, like randomly, if I get bored, like, I'm watching television at night or whatever. I get bored. I start scrolling eBay and just looking for, like, cards that I think are I can get for cheap and, and flip for more money. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm bidding right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that's, like, that's kind of been what my collecting has been for the last seven years, on and off. Like, it's just in, in periods, I'll just, I'll kind of geek out on it and, and search eBay for deals and flip cards and then, yeah. I'm bidding on a Kellenic Auto right now. Nice. Can you just get one? Yeah, this is 2019 Bowman, but dude, I'm trying to get everything that guy. That's a decent price on eBay. I'm just, you know, like I started, uh, you know, I did that with uh, Cody Bellinger before he was a rookie. I just bought everything I could find of him. Yeah. And then I didn't realize until last night what I had. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, man. Some of these cards are going for a hundred a piece. Oh, and I bought them for like two, three bucks. Yeah. You know? But anyway. I'm trying to think of like the best. The Mookie Betts top tops rookie I bought for a dollar on eBay. And what's it selling for now? Oh, over a hundred. Well, it depends on if it's graded or not. 
Yeah, mine's not graded, but it's. I mean, the the best thing. My I guess ever is it would be that. probably a, at least a nine. The best thing I ever bought was that that autographed baseball I found in Oklahoma City. And I had your guest from a couple weeks ago, Steve Grad, authenticate. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the best one I've ever found. Who was the who was the autograph? Uh, it was Dizzy Dean. And it was at it was at a vintage store in Oklahoma City, and I spent like an hour just kind of looking at it. And I was like, you know, comparing it with signatures. The guy, the manager, told me the story of how it came about, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Like, look, dude, if I get this authenticated and it comes back as doesn't pass, will you give me my money back? He was like, can't do that, but I'll knock off a hundred bucks off the price. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Waited about two years and had Steve Grad authenticate it. I mean, I think the ball cost me two hundred, and there was like even pictures of original pictures of Daisy Dean and his wife around thing or around Christmas autograph. So I, I came away with about three Dizzy Dean autographs out of the deal. And Steve authenticated all of it, said it was all real. I paid like two hundred bucks for this. Uh, I don't even know how much it's worth. Quite a few thousand, I think. Yeah. What have you sold from it? Nothing. Oh, nothing. No, that's okay. not. I'm not selling that. Yeah. It's. I paid two. I should paid like two hundred bucks for it. Yeah. You know, but. <clears throat> so. Yeah. I I just pulled up sold. Uh, items on eBay for that Mookie Betts rookie card. Today, July 27th, an ungraded Mookie Betts Tops Update rookie card sold for 160. <laughs> I bought yeah. that. Yeah, I bought that card for a dollar on eBay. Yeah, I think I got it out of a pack or something. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just kind of like the fun part though about like treating it like kind of the stock market because like you're a big baseball fan. You kind of have an idea as to what guys have a chance to be really good and what guys don't. And so it kind of just becomes like a game of like, you know, like buying stocks, like you're buying stock in Mookie bets, you know, banking on him becoming really good and, and that card having value. So yeah, it's really, that's similar. kind of the, that's kind of the part of it. That's like, uh, it's kind of like a game almost, but. Oh yeah. I enjoy it, man. Like I said, I pick out a couple, a couple guys every year and just go all in on them. And yeah. I mean, I've bought I've bought cards for like ten and fifteen dollars that are certainly worth more than that now. But like, as far as like buying at like bottom dollar and having a big jump, that's probably the one that sticks out to me because I I like vividly remember it being a dollar. I was like, shit. Yeah. yeah, with all those Bellingers I bought. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a ton of. Well, that's what I at this card show I went to. I bought forty. Uh. Dylan Carlson first Bowman cards for two bucks a piece. Yeah. And I think I'm going to get them all graded. Hell yeah. You know, and see what goes from there. But why not? We, we talked a lot of baseball. I, I got a baseball story for you. All right. <laughs> you can, you can uh, tell your version about playing Norm in high school. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same version. So Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, if your listeners like those stories, that's a, I like that one. That's a good one. Let's hear it. Well, I thought you tell yours. You tell it better than I do. Oh, no way. This is all you. Okay, all right. This is all you. So, Cole, is this freshman year? Freshman year. Yeah, freshman year. 
Yeah. So for freshman year, Colby and I were playing for the freshman Edmond Bulldogs baseball team. And we were playing there in Edmond. And uh, I think it was like a Saturday morning, wasn't it? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. And we were playing Norman Original, the Tigers. And they have this pitcher. I mean, he's pretty good, but like we, I mean, we had some bats on our team, you know. And this dude, uh, he was like, what, 6'5, probably? The pitcher or the coach? The pitcher. Yeah, he's tall, man. He was like really tall, yeah. Yeah, he was really tall. Uh, so their their coach is like at third base, <laughs> and he's like not even like in the third base coach box. What did he he's look like, like, by the way? Kurt Russell. Like this guy looks like. You Kurt think he looked Russell. like Kurt Russell? I I always felt like he looked like a combination of Randy Quaid from Vacation. Yeah. And uh-huh. Randy Quaid from Major League. Yeah. Like if you yeah. if you morphed the two Randy Quaids from Vacation and Major League, like I think that's the guy you get. Yeah, I think if you took Randy Quaid and Kurt Russell, <laughs> like that. Would, <laughs> if that, Randy that Quaid would, and Kurt Russell had a baby, it'd be this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he was raised on coffee, cigs, and baseball. And beer and beer. <laughs> Lots of beer. <laughs> so this guy's like not even sitting in the third base box. He's kind of like Colby and I are kind of standing up and like we have open dugouts at the stadium. And so we're like standing there and this guy like starts trying to have a conversation with us. And it, I think it starts out as like, boy, I tell you what. <laughs> and it's like, you know, something good's coming. He goes, my big unit's going today. <laughs> So he call, you know, and we're freshmen, him. by the way. So yeah, every he time called, he he refers to his pitcher as my big unit, we're yeah. we're just snickering like the fifteen year olds that we are. Yeah, yeah. Cause cause then he says, "My big unit gonna tear you up. <laughs> my big unit gonna put a hurting on you." You know? Yeah. It was just like it just reeked of his unit. like. He was he was a close talker, mm-hmm. and he would he would get so close to our faces, creating personal space that you could smell the coffee and cigs on his breath. It was terrible. Smell, yeah, it was coffee and cigs and 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 a hint of booze. <laughs> you know, and this dude's this he was he was a tall guy. Yeah, you know, but he had a huge beer belly. Yeah, big belly hanging over the belt. We need to find out who this guy was, man. He he had like the five o'clock shadow. Oh yeah, my big unit. Yeah, like I didn't know if he realized what he was saying. Like I kind of feel like maybe he did. Well, I mean, you know, Randy Johnson was still like in his prime at that point, so this kid was like a six-five right, left-handed you, pitcher. So like naturally, right? It makes but sense he that he would be nicknamed the big unit, but the big unit, not right. my but, big but unit. But to, to, <laughs> to talk to fifteen-year-old boys. <laughs> And yeah. and say my big unit is going to tear you up. It was, I mean, you can't say that. It today. was quite the, the interaction. You can't say that stuff today. No, no, you can't. You know, I mean, it was just my big unit, my big unit. <laughs> you know, and I think we hammered that guy's big <laughs> unit. <laughs> we tore up that big unit. The big unit was limp after a couple innings, yeah. It was. It was very limp. Yeah, he was limp. 
<laughs> I man, that team was good. Yeah, really good. I so good. I I, I know I quit. I was like, I ain't gonna ever see playing time. Yeah. Didn't the coach? <laughs> didn't everybody play summer ball except for us? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I was playing. I was playing uh, summer league basketball that summer, mm-hmm. and kind of like your deal, it was just like I was going to play a lot in one and probably not play much in the other, and so it was kind of an easy decision. Yeah, exactly. I think I was just having too much fun during the summer. I didn't want to ride the bench when I could be out watching the NBA finals and playing basketball every night. <laughs> yeah. Go shoot hoops you know? in the driveway. Go buy baseball cards. Yeah. Why would I want to go uh, want to send uh, aim messages to, to girls? Yeah. Why would I Why would I want to give up all that to ride the bench? Exactly. You know? Kids today will never know what it was like to have three or four of your friends gather around a computer and collectively decide what was best to type on aim to the girl you're interested in. Oh, God. The original sliding into those DMs. The original DMs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, it. you know what? I'm happy that it sounds like baseball is like, fuck you, COVID. For today. For today, at least. Yeah. We could be re-recording this in uh, two hours and completely turning it around. No, I mean, that's just the but, yeah. uh, nature of this deal, man. No shit. Life is... Mm, yeah. Are you excited <laughs> about the NBA at all? No. Nothing? No. I just... Man, Thunder not doing anything for you? It hasn't for in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a fun team, though. Like I told you, man, it's like ever since KD left, yeah. I kind of left the NBA. Yeah. Because it was like, that's what got me into basketball was the Thunder, you know, being great. And I loved Kevin Durant. I was a huge Kevin Durant fan. And then when he left, I kind of left as well. Now, when Westbrook was going for his triple doubles, I definitely watched. Yeah. Because I was like, I had to watch that. It's historic, that was, yeah. Yeah, that was something I never thought would ever be done. Agreed. And so I watched, is he going to get it? Is it counting down the rebounds, counting down the assists, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but no, nah, I just, I mean, I, I like the NBA. I just, I watch, I like playoff basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not as big of a fan to like watch every game like I used to be, um, you know, to get to that point. But once it's in the playoffs, it's like, okay, now you're playing for something. Yeah. Although I, I will say this, this eight game regular season stretch that they're going to have where they're playing every other day, the weight of all these games is pretty significant. I think we're going right. to have a pretty good product. Like I think it's going to be way better than normal regular season games. Not to mention these guys have to be playoff ready in a short amount of time. So you know, I know they're going through the scrimmages right now, but they've got to ramp it up pretty quick. So I think right. it's going to be interesting. And and I kind of like, like I said earlier, I kind of like the setup that they have aesthetically. It's a it's a good look. It's a very intimate feel from a viewership standpoint. Watching these games, the way that that they've they've uh, set up the arena, and I also kind of have this idea. Like I, I I was just imagining what it would be like to be in the bubble. And if it's me and I'm competing and you're seeing all these guys every day and you're around all these guys every day and you're all playing in these games every day, I kind of think that's going to bring out like more competitiveness in these guys. Not saying that they aren't 
super competitive in a normal circumstance. But the fact that they play somebody and it's not like you just play that team and they beat you and then like you go back home and they go back home and then you don't see them for, you know, a month. Like all these dudes are on the same campus essentially. Like I think that sort of atmosphere is is going to squeeze the most competitiveness that that these guys like every single ounce of competitive competitiveness that these guys have. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> if they're anything like the rest of us, they're just dying to get out and do something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll probably check it out because I agree with you. I mean, there's a lot more weight on it now. You oh, know? we have uh we have breaking baseball news. Oh God, what do we got? The Rangers announced Corey Kluber had an MRI on Sunday evening, which revealed a grade two tear of the T E R E S terrace major muscle in the back. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation. He will be shut down from throwing for a minimum of four weeks and will be placed on the IL. Well, don't drop him yet. <laughs> I didn't even... I'm Okay, so I'm a Rangers fan. I didn't even want Kluber, but one of our buddies loves Kluber. And in our auction draft last week, I knew that he wanted Kluber really bad. And so I was just bidding him up, and I ended up getting stuck with him. Yep. I was just trying to raise the price on him like an a-hole. It backfired. And now I have Kluber, and he's on the IL. By the way, it's still hard for me to say IL and not DL. Oh, I do have a Marlin. I forgot. Who? Uh, Villar. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize. I'd completely forgotten that he was on their team. Yeah, he's on their team. Where was he last year? Baltimore? Baltimore. He killed it last year. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was really good. So I I totally forgot I had him. I'll tell you what baseball's doing or not doing that they should be doing, and that's playing games all day. Right? Like, if you don't have any fans... Why is everybody playing at the same time? Why not have games all day long available for viewership? Yeah, it looks like the first game today is uh, Oakland and L.A. Yeah. Angels. Like, the NHL and the NBA are both basically going to have games all day, every day. Like, it's going to be like a March Madness type setup for both of those sports. Why isn't baseball doing the same thing? What do you think of Loriano? I like Loriano. Dude, he's it's only in his second year, man. He yeah. good. Enough. I didn't know he is. He went to a small school in Oklahoma. I didn't know that either. Yeah, he played up there in Miami. 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 Exactly. I was like, man, I really like that dude. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. High high ceiling. Yeah. That dude yeah, has a freaking laser beam for a right arm. Yeah. Have you seen some of his throwouts? It's insane, dude. Yeah. Cannon. Just wild. So, yeah, Corey Kluber shut down for four weeks. But I I put my claim on Verlander, by the way, after you dropped him. So, we'll see if I get him. I'm sure you will. Like I said, normally I'd be like, oh, my God. You know? (laughs) If it was a regular season, I'd be throwing crap, dude. But, like, I don't like whatever 
Yeah, I'm last on the waiver order, so. <clears throat> so you're not getting him back. You know that. I'm not getting him back. Yeah. No. The only thing I can hope is that he didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> now you act, now you actively have to root against him, right? Oh, heck yes, yeah. which is easy. <laughs> I didn't I just got him because, you know, I wanted a pitcher. Like I can't stand the Astros. Yeah. Same. I didn't like I didn't like the Astros before the whole trash can conspiracy came out. Yeah, I never really yeah. disliked them. I know that, you know, it's technically like a rivalry with the Rangers and the Astros, but like growing up, they weren't rivals because they were in the, like the Astros were in the National League. Like there was right. never that, like in the NFL, I'm a Cowboys fan. I fucking hate the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's just been that way for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Like that you don't have that with the Rangers and the Astros. It just kind of feels like a force, like, hey, this is our rival now because we moved them into the same division. And look, I don't like them, but there's not like that, ugh, I hate those guys type of mentality there. No, I, I don't like them at all. I just... Well, like I mean, you hate the Cubs. And you've right, always hated I mean, the Cubs. Right, but like... So if they if they just randomly moved like, I don't know, the Royals into your division and then just told you like, hey... So now your rival, like, yeah, yeah you're going to dislike right. them, but it's not like a built-up yeah. year after year after year traditional type of rivalry. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, the Houston Astros used to be in the NL Central. Yeah. So I, like, didn't like them as a Cardinals fan. Exactly. And then, I mean, my first, I love the Cardinals. They're, they're my favorite. They'll always be my favorite. But I do like the Dodgers, you know, after yeah. seeing all the, you know, you get to see all those guys come through Oklahoma city and play. And then it's like, then they're, you know, they're going to back to back world series. It's hard not to root for them. Yeah. You like know? right now on their team, we've seen Kershaw, Will Smith, oh. Cody Bellinger, Max Muncy, Gavin Lux, Corey Seager. We've seen them all. Jock Peterson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, except for Betts and Turner. Yeah. Um, Bueller. Yeah, Bueller was Urias. in Oklahoma City. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Like almost all those dudes, yeah, all those dudes are playing here. So yeah, yeah. I, that makes sense, dude. Yeah, it's 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 you know, it's for me it's hard not to. It's like and they're good. It's like, you know. Yeah. Um but so when the Astros beat them, I was like kind of, you know, made me bitter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I'm not which is weird cuz like the Red Sox, I don't have that animosity towards the Red Sox. I'm just kind of like Oh, the Red Sox, you know, just yeah. like because they beat the Cardinals two World Series, right. you know, in 2014, 2004 and 2013. It's also that yeah. massive drought, so that kind of like probably it like eases it. But yeah. the, and this Astros stuff comes out like I do not, I don't like the Astros. I don't like the Golden State Warriors. Um, football, I don't Patriots. Not anymore. Pro, I ne I never really had that thing with the Patriots. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, I was just kind of like, that's, I think it, I was just like, that's really impressive. Yeah. You know, uh, plus the Cowboys never played <laughs> you know? yeah. in any kind of, the Cowboys weren't good enough to play them. Yeah. But I'm with you. I, probably the Eagles, man. Yeah. Those Eagles fans are brutal, dude. Like yeah. I went to, I went to the, it was a Thanksgiving game probably four years ago. And I'm not kidding, man. Those Eagles fans show up in Dallas. Like it was 50, 50 in the stands. Yeah. And the Eagles won. Mark Sanchez <laughs> oh. fumbled his way to a victory. And 
But it's like I'm walking to my car and I parked kind of like where, you know, where the Ranger Stadium is. So I had had that far of a walk. Yeah. And I'm not kidding, man. Like, I thought I was going to get jumped by these (laughs) Eagles fans. In Dallas. It's like in Dallas. That's crazy. I'm like walking to my car. They jump out. I don't know where these guys come from. They come from the bushes or something. Or out of trees, or and it's just like all of a sudden there's an Eagles fan in front. He like that. He like that. You know, and I'm just like going all Kirk Cousins on me, you know. Yeah. And uh, why? Why? I'm, I'm like, dude, I don't care. Good job. Good game. I'm just trying to get to my car, dude. You yeah. Know? Like five of those dudes come out. Yeah, they're obnoxious. Yeah, they're whatever. Yeah. Ugh, Eagles. Oh, dude, I got I got 15 seconds left on this card. You're bidding? What's how, just what's the dollar amount right now? I just up my max bid. Its current bid is 21.60. The max bid is $26. And it just went up. Somebody just bid at the last minute. Let me see if we won here. I did win. But somebody has bid I increased my max bid at the last second. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got a Kellen Ikata for 23 bucks. Nice. What are those selling for right now? I couldn't find a comparison on this one. No, but he's, dude, that guy's going to be, I think he's got Mike Trout potential, man. Damn. He's. That high, I mean, that's, uh, that's dude, watch pretty it. high price. Watch it. Watch his highlights. Yeah. Jared Kellenick. Yeah. I mean, I, I know about him. I know who he is. I know that he's one of the top prospects in baseball, but that, I mean, c- comparing him to Mike Trout's pretty high price. So he, he was drafted by the Mets. He was in the Cano trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now they're kind of like, eh. <laughs> 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 like, who's their fourth pick in the draft that's, or something? I mean, that's just what the Mets do. Yeah. They bring I mean, in veterans that are past their prime and hoping that they're going to recapture the magic. No. 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 All right, homie. I appreciate it, man. All right, dude. dude. Thanks for having me uh, Let's hope that uh, we're watching baseball tonight. We will be tonight. Yeah. Let's let's hope that we're watching baseball the rest of the week at least. Maybe we can get a full week of fantasy baseball in and crown a champion. Or not. By the way, I'm winning. I know. That's what I'm saying. First place, baby. Yeah, I don't know how you do that, but whatever. It's, I looked at it. It's innings pitched. That's where you get all your points. Is it? Yeah, it don't matter if they win or lose. It's you get you're getting points for innings. You're like killing everybody in that category. Well, yeah, but if your guys are getting rocked, then uh, no, I don't know. Then you're losing points in other categories. Maybe. I'm still trying to figure out your strategy. It's talent evaluation. I, I don't know. I think it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a method to the madness, but above and beyond anything else, I, I feel like I'm just really good at evaluating talent. I mean, you must be. Maybe so. you should. Yeah. Hey, maybe uh, maybe look into this uh, talent scout, dude. Uh, I actually have. There you go. And if it paid a little bit more, then it, it might be something yeah but like yeah but you're on the road a lot too well exactly it doesn't pay enough to i think live that lifestyle given my circumstance but yeah well yeah i mean if you're a single guy you're a single guy yeah for sure because like you're getting a per diem right 
Yeah. You're probably getting your hotel paid for. Yeah. Like, what are you spending money on? Yeah. You're getting everything paid for. You're getting into games for free. That'd be the best job I ever do. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'd be fun for sure. All right, buddy. All right, man. All right, thanks to my buddy Seth Tien for joining me, the not-not producer of the Colby Daniels podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please rate the podcast. Please tell your friends about the podcast. Share the podcast. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby underscore Daniels. On Instagram, Colby.Daniels. I love hearing from you guys. You guys are the best. Stay safe. I will talk to you on Wednesday. Okay. <laughs>